Oh, this episode of Cinema Swirl was brought to you with the support of our backers over at patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl. $5 OTP backers can get instant access to every episode of Cinema Swill, our monthly exclusive bonus show where Kevin and I review bad movies. There are 25 episodes up there right now at the time of me recording this. There may be more by the time you have a look. And when you join up, you get a custom RSS feed that you can drop into your podcast player, listen to it how you listen to your podcasts. Oh, by the way, next month, February, we're going to do a Terminator sequel swill. You won't want to miss that one. So to join or to find out more, head on over to patreon.com forward slash cinemaswirl. Right, let's get swirling. Cinema Swirl! I guess that's a not-so-special delivery. It's episode number 73! Coming to you from Hollywood, California, by means of the internet, brackets, UK and or Ireland, it's me, your old town pal, Cowboy Kevin Mann, going through the town as I am now with my OTP, Sam Chaplin. Sam, look at this town full of movies. Oh, what a lovely town. I, You know what? If only there was some sort of town crier to say, hear ye, hear ye, watch all of these films, I'm here to watch some films. Hear ye! Hear ye over the- Hear ye ye ye! What you do with that tinsel? Put it down! Put it down! It's not Christmas. Put it down. Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny man. Put it down. 2021. First swirl of the new year. Happy new year to you. Happy New Year to you mm-hmm. as well. And here's the fun fact, folks. 2020 was the year that had the most episodes of Cinema Swirl ever. Yeah. How about that? A banner year. A banner year. A banner year. Yeah. Beating off its previous <laughs> rival, 2019, as the previous banner year that had the most episodes of Cinema Swirl. Now, you are now into a year where we're either, we're going to go crazy up, crazy down or oh, we could be in the beginning of a long beautiful plateau my friends <laughs> i think w- welcome to the plateau era of cinema swell and what a great place to be what a lovely flat yeah. surface to be on you know I'm, i don't feel like i'm oh. slipping i don't feel like i'm climbing i feel comfy i feel on solid ground sam yeah. because i think we went all of 2020 without doing an arnold schwarzenegger movie good as gold that we were and here we are 2021 a couple of days in please give me some muscles i need a big arnold schwarzenegger to get through this hard year oh it's the year of sea shanties oh it's the year of there not being a year hey food delivery people who say it's the year of delicious food Really? What? Come the on. The year of delicious food, 2021. Yes. Oh. There is a popular order online delivery service that is declared 2021. The year of delicious the food. The year. Set your fucking standards low, lads. It's the year we'll all get to use the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Arnie missed out on 2020. I think the last Arnie might have been early 2019, maybe, or something like that. We've not had Arnie for a while. And I tell you what, weirdly, I didn't especially notice. But when you point it out, like, ah, well, 2020, terrible year made worse still by lack of an Arnie appearance on Cinema Swirl. So we're going to redress that balance. 2021, solid ground. 
Here comes Arnie. Solid ground, solid chassis on the muscles from far west of Brussels. I'm talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger, who may not have been here in the last year, but I feel he was here in spirit. Because yes. I do recall there was a period in 2020 where we were like, all right, we've done nothing but balls to the wall action movies for like a thousand episodes mm. now. Maybe we got to dial it back and start scratching our chins and pretend to be an intellectual podcast <laughs> Maybe we've got again. To blue velvet. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who didn't join us for any of the movies of 2020 because it didn't involve Arnold Schwarzenegger, and for those of you who've been listening to this episode as part of the long-form series Cinema Swirl, an Arnold Schwarzenegger podcast with a lot of episodes you don't listen to, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Solid ground. Here we go. Oh, I hate Tiffin. Remember that. And oh, Pepsi. I, I drink and, oh, Pepsi. You, you, You've not missed a beat, lads. Don't worry. <laughs> it's all still very similar to how it was. It's all still here, is what we're saying. Yes. Now, interesting stuff here, Kevin, because we had a vote, an Arnie vote. We had True Lies, we had Twins, and we had OG Terminator. Terminator mm. 1, first Terminator, the Terminator. The titular Terminator, the Terminator. <laughs> now, we've reviewed T2 Terminator 2 back in episode 2 of Cinema Swirl. And we discovered and felt very old about the fact that that was coming up to seven years ago that that happened. That we sorry, last... could you could you re- repeat that because I'm, I've accidentally turned into a skeleton made of dust. Could you just um, what was that again? How many years? Seven, nearly seven years ago. Seven years ago, a long time ago, a yeah. long time ago. Back in a time where the fluoride podcast on, I wasn't above spitting on, and that's a different story these days. So let me tell you. <laughs> I care a lot uh, about these floors. Yes. <laughs> and interestingly, we reviewed the sequel to the film we're going to be reviewing today, Terminator. We've already seen and talked about Terminator 2. What's going on there? What's the deal? What's happening? Oh, what's going on in there? What? Never mind that. I want to know what's going on here. Sam Chaplin, who has made it very clear on this podcast and several meetings mm. and at one christening that he will never listen to old episodes of Cinema Swirl. That's something that's never, ever seems to occur or happen. I'm... Uh, uh, reticent, and I always appreciate an opportunity to use the word reticent. To I'm not reticent to yeah, say right, reticent. Mate, leave, leave the politics out of it. All right, yeah. <laughs> I'm reticent to listen back to old episodes. Uh, so I listened back to this one because rather than watching Terminator 2, which I realised was like two and a half hours or something, I thought I'd listen back to what we said about Terminator 2, and that would be a fun way of getting back into the groove. Hey, we talked about this ages ago. Let's see what we were like back then. So you thought a fun way to get into the groove was listen to yourself from seven years ago, where both yeah. of us were most certainly not in the groove. No. <laughs> We were still making the groove. We were, and I think I've remarked upon this before, but, oh boy, do I sound quiet in those early episodes. What a quiet boy. What a quiet, low-voiced boy chatting in those. When you're editing the future, can you give me a little hot slice of that OG frosty chocolate milkshake Sam Chaplin, please? Hello. Sam, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm excited about Cinema Swirl. Cinema Swirl? Yeah. I think we literally just came up with a name for it. It's a good name. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Is your son, Sam, able to come out and podcast with me? Sam, there seems to be this older gentleman here at your house who's very low of voice and firm of grasp on his lack of movie knowledge. Yeah, it's good to... uh good to watch uh, star wars last time i thought we uh, yeah i gave it a few star wipes and uh, yeah no it's good yeah no, good, good what it's so different it's so different and i sound like what, such what a is timid that fella. is yeah. that we were trying to impress girls wasn't it with our, <laughs> with our deeper voices <laughs> and 
that's just what she was, wasn't yeah. it? I think it was that. I was trying to impress the podcast audience with my deep podcasting voice. Nowadays, don't care about you. Whatever. You know, I'll speak Nowadays. out once. Ah! <laughs> wait, wait till you hear his real fucking voice. You've basically had like a generation of people now who've been listening to this. You're probably going to be thinking, oh, my audio settings are all wrong because who put the fucking, that special, you remember on the old Walkmans, there'd be that special, oh, I'll flick the tab to put on yeah, mega yeah. bass and be like, mm, it started vibrating, like, you know, give you the shits if you had it in your pocket. That's how they had that old bass that used to be in set, old bass voice we used to call them. I think people who listen to Cinema so all the way through in order will think, oh, has someone been kind of slowly pumping helium very, very slowly into Sam's house over all this course of time so that it just goes up and up and up and up and up and up? Has someone been showing him movies? Because he's He's seen he's seen more and more of them. It seems as each episode goes by, like the numbers are adding up. Has he? And I'm going to say it, Kevin blossomed as a person to become a bit more confident. Oh, there we no, go. No, probably there not. <laughs> no. <laughs> but you might think that that's the most important thing, Sam. Yeah. What did we say, if anything, about Terminator Two, and how has it prepared you? for this prequel i guess we can officially call it in this context well to bury the lead we loved it we were very excited about it and it was a five star white bobby dazzler i think that was the first five star white film dun, 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 what? yeah 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 we had a good time <coughs> <laughs> we had a great time talking about it we we're very giddy if you want to know how long ago it was you were making references to true detective series one <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely before I got a girlfriend. <laughs> it, was, it was from fucking ages ago. Um, and but Sam, I don't understand. Where are all the True Detective series two? <laughs> no, no, we're saving them for Vince Vaughn swirl, so we are. <laughs> and, and that, that episode was our first ever mention of Pepsi Max. That was oh, the first. Oh, yeah. wow, we went a whole episode. The, I don't think the initial Star Wars one had any reference to Pepsi, but we established in episode two, Terminator 2, Sam drinks Pepsi Max. He loves Pepsi Max. How did that come up as a matter of interest? Because there was a Pepsi machine in Terminator 2. Ah. And you're like, right, so let's get into this Pepsi thing, because this is a big part of our relationship is that you drink Pepsi. It was a real nostalgic blast from the past. I'm sure people who might have like jumped in quite recently and listened back to those old episodes, but why are they talking about this with such fond memories? Because it was from seven years ago. Seven years ago? I can't remember seven minutes ago. You weren't even born then. <laughs> no. The person who's this and this who's seven. You turn it off you now. There's a person ahead. Easy money. Easy money. Remember easy, easy money, money, of course. Murder with a girder was also girder from that period. By the as band well. Raging yep. Waters. How mm. did we, or I should say, how did I in my capacity as fucking captain on a maiden voyage part two of yep. a podcast that we hadn't fully figured out yet? Nope. How did I explain to you episode two that we were going to do a sequel to a movie that you weren't going to see for seven years? Like was there any rationale behind that? I think there was something to do with this being seeming like a bigger blockbuster film. Film, and that Terminator was a big deal, but this was a really big deal, and this was a fun action romp. Not like this. OG Terminator, more of a horror movie, you said. You said horror movie. Mm. And you said that this is one of those ones like Home Alone 2. You said, like Home Alone 2, you don't really need to have seen the first one to get what's going on in the second one. And this was ah, your. Th- I think okay. this is like one of your favourite 
movies, right? You'd watch oh, this yeah, loads, like loads. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you spent hundreds of hours with this film. So I think it was more pressing at the time for us to go into this than it was OG Terminator and then come to this, come to Terminator 2 later down the line. We want to get straight in to the, to the meat of the matter. So here we are now, confidently podcasting in January, a movie which we declared seven years ago to be a horror movie. And that just shows you the mental state that we're at at the moment. It's just the confidence. That's all yeah. it is. It's, it's raging off of us, this confidence. We're on that plateau baby (laughs) (laughs) what if anything sam could you tell me then about the plot and details of terminator one slash had we given away much of the story to you in that (sighs) jaunt many many moons ago okay so i i didn't get too much of terminator one but i think the original character of the terminator in terminator one from what i understood from listening to terminator two and watching Mm -hmm. terminator two he was the baddie in that arnie was the baddie terminator bad guy sent to kill john John, no, Sarah Connor. Okay. One of the, there were, there's John Connor and the Sarah Connor. I think John Connor is in the first one. Just call one. him Johnner already, Johnna, Jesus. Johnna. Okay, there's Johnna. Johnna's in. Johnna is the easy money kid, right, in the second one. Yes. But he yes. grows up to become a guy in the first one, I think. Like, some stuff gets really fucked up in the first one, and then the second one is them going back in time, making a new Arnie to go back in time to save the boy from the first... The, so the first one must be in the, I, in the future. I love how you going back in time seven years just mm. to find out what happened in this movie is as confusing as the time travel in the yes. actual franchise. Well, I'm very much like Arnie, so now I'm I'm actually a, a more cuddly, nicer one than the one back there. <laughs> there was an evil Sam I had to listen to. That deep voice Sam, I yeah. had to run away from him. He was scary. <laughs> I had to go back and figure out what he was trying to do. No, the original Arnie was sent to... He was baddie. To kill Sarah Connor or John Connor or just fuck stuff up and, and okay is bad Skylink Summit um, Skylink okay. in the second one they've got the arm of the first Terminator made a new Terminator to go back to save John Connor from T one thousand who is a worse Terminator who's been sent to kill him there's an apocalypse end of the world thing with Terminator one I think. Some bad stuff okay. happens in the future. I'm still confu- I'm still confused. I listened to our episode. I'm still confused. Because we didn't really go into Terminator 1. Okay, so Terminator 1, yeah. is it set in the future or in the past as related to Terminator 2? Future. Okay. I think. And are you expecting more or less robots? Or are you seeing kind of a different setting if we're in the future? Like, what are you expecting to, to happen in this movie if we're, we're shifting gears here? So I mentioned sort of orange, sort of red broccoli. And that there'll be, like, explosions because I think it was a flashback sequence to a swing set okay. and also to some mushroom clouds. I think there's going to be some of that. I think there's going to be a lot of orange in the palette. It's 90 minutes of just... <laughs> <laughs> Stuff blowing up flames. You know, uh, dystopian landscapes I'm imagining here. Okay. I said horror in the in that first go around. Then you you said it's more like a horror film. More like a horror. Mm. So how do you think it's going to present itself as a horror movie? Then, like, how's that going to work? Well, you've got Terminator as an evil robot baddie who can't. I'm guessing he can't be stopped because he's a robot man. So, you, and in Terminator Two, they have to smelt their enemies. They have to put them in big hot metal to kill him. Can't shoot that's them. The rules: if if you fart, that's yeah. what they say. So smelt it. That's all they say about it. If someone farts, smelt, smelt it. it. Done. And you, uh, you know, well, you were you were mentioning in, in the episode, and this is just me going back and say you said this in the episode. Uh, one of the things that made me laugh out loud at, at our own podcast was you asking if Terminator can come, like if if he can do, if any bodily fluids can come out of the Terminator. But I don't think they can. But if he guffed, I don't know what that guff would smell like, like petrol or something. <laughs> so- <laughs> 
<laughs> but anyway, that's that's by the by. He's not. He's, it's not a horror film because Terminator's out here guffing on everyone. Okay, I, and just so you know, just because you mentioned earlier, guff is not some sort of a body English term for coming. That's a fart. No, you're no, saying no, no, there. no. Yeah, you're thinking. You of said that very quickly afterwards. There. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he's guffing. He's not spaffing. All right, to get oh, get Jesus, it straight. Son. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, goddess, thanks. Jesus. <laughs> Turns out there's a crude English term for everything these days. There absolutely is. So, I can't remember why the Connors need to be terminated. But I think they're either preventing an apocalypse or bringing down Skynet, Skylink, Skynet, who are bad. Or, bad. Or good. Bad. 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 Bad, I think. And so Terminator's been sent. He's a robot sent to kill someone and they can't fucking stop him. I think that's what's going to be the scary thing, is that he's okay. just an uh, unstoppable force. Do you know much about this in terms of, like, do people consider this very good or very bad? I mean, I remember I said it wasn't as big a blockbuster mm. as Terminator 2, but, like, do you... Have you, since having reviewed Terminator 2, have you seen much of people, like, talking about Terminator 1, like, as the beginning of this franchise? Because it's a franchise which has went on mm. and on and on and on and on and on in WrestleMania mm-hmm. entrances, movies, etc., and on screen rants. And yes. we will, of course, be maybe delving into over on the Patreon page some of those more whiffy offerings perhaps Ooh. later this month. I haven't heard too much scuttlebutt about OG Terminator as I'm going to refer to it as, but it won the vote by a healthy margin. Oh yeah, was it close at all? Not really, no. Pretty far and away winner, Terminator. People want to hear us talk about it, and I think it is significant. I just think Terminator 2 might have maybe overtaken it in people's estimation as like the definitive Terminator, but it's in that camp of being the two good Terminators, you know. Yeah, that's fair to yeah, say. I don't yeah, think that's yeah. much of a spoiler to say that, that is, it's, it's viewed as that. Here's one last question before we dive into that bag, that, some sort of a bag over there. Mm. I'm not really sure. One last question. Horror movie. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger scaring you. Is that something that you're ready for or do you think it's possible? Is he too much of a fucking cartoon character who we uh, have yeah. you know, chatted about at length? Is is he too much of a public figure for him to be scaring you? In Terminator 2 and indeed in other Arnie films we've watched, he's too lovable. He is too lovable. Even when he's playing a villain, even as Mr. Freeze, he's kind of adorably, he's making his shit dad jokes, you know. In Terminator 2, he had the whole thing of like trying to understand human emotion because he was, he's kind, he's, he's the Terminator, but he's a good Terminator sent to do a good thing. The kind of contradiction in that was very funny. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. Oh, you're right, I'm not sure if I'm prepared for actual, to be intimidated and scared by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Do you think you're going to see him and be like, ah. do you think you're going to see him and be like, ah. Look, he's got... Oh, you're going to go take out your sword on your Zoom call again, are you? Ah. I'm not sure how I'm going to react to him. Because this is, in the scale of things, reasonably early on, isn't it? It's just yeah, 80s, mid-80s. Yeah. yeah. It's just mm. rare that we get to see someone on this podcast where it's like you get to see them a certain way over and over and over again. And then it's like, oh, actually, we're going to go and see him do a completely different yeah, version different. of events here now. Something scary or spooky. Yeah. I've only seen this... Quite recently, again, I've, I watched this movie quite regularly. I've actually watched it more regularly than Terminator 2 in the seven years that have come since our Terminator uh, okay. 2 review. Because nothing quite quells the non-stop need to watch something than doing an in-depth review about it with your friend for a podcast. So maybe this will be a swan song of sorts for Terminator as well. Uh. I think it holds up. I think it's a... like I'll stand by what I said in that podcast, having right. seen it more recently, that I think it's genuinely a scary movie movie 
and I think it's suspenseful as fuck, and I think you're really going to like it. Well, I'm excited to see it, but hey, before we hey. get into that, Kevin, there's something we need to do, isn't there? What, is that bag from the future? Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun! Welcome to the mailbag. And of course, we, I don't think we ha- even had a proper mailbag thing in, in episode two of Cinema Swell. There was Did no, we know? There was no jingle. We, I think we read some emails, but I don't think it was the mailbag necessarily. Turns out uh, there were no rhymes either, and I'd just been wasting my time. But they're not. I, I don't know. Like I went oh, back okay, to like, episode mind. 20-something once, and I was too scared to go back further. Like, uh. <laughs> so thank you very much for all your messages into cinemaswirl at Gmail. Dot com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com, come, 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 come. Ryan has emailed in, and this was not long after Christmas, to say the following. Hello, lads. The festive season has just passed, you know, at that time, a.k.a. the time to watch all the Lord of the Rings films again, which resulted in me listening to the Lord of the Rings episodes of the podcast again, where a particular line from Kevin struck me like it hadn't before for a reason I've yet to figure out. Oh no, this is literally every podcaster's worst nightmare That they said something that sticks with someone later on That's way worse And the line was, and I quote here A poo with a bone in it I think you were talking about a big poo uh, That's a fucking, that's a poo with a bone in it I do remember because you, yeah. you look like you were, you were either on the cusp of I can't remember the details It was either on the cusp of having been through Or in the immediate future such a poo was coming out of some right. chapter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I saw, I read the room as I saw it, Okay, folks. yes. And th- Ryan's question is, what kind of a bone? A small fish bone slightly poking out? A chicken's wishbone arching out of the mass like golden arches on a long nighttime drive? Or the classic big old bone running through a hunk of meat? See emoji. And he sent an emoji mm, that has, you mm, know, the mm. ham with the thing. That's what oh, I that's pictured. that's not a shit. That's just a... <laughs> Ham, is this? Oh, okay, 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 okay. That's what I pictured. When you said that to me, I remember clearly visualising that cartoon big chunk of meat with a bone through it, but it's poo, because I've done a big poo, and it's so big that it looks like a big hunk of meat. Is that? What, can you confirm now for the listeners, is that what you meant? No, and I will now for the listeners as well say that unless you really, 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 really want to hear, don't listen to this next bit, because it probably will be a bit <laughs> manky and gammy. Because like, I... I have given this a great deal of thought. And I had given it thought before I said it, Mm. when I said it, and in the years that have come since, I've thought about this quite a lot. I've actually thought to bring back Pooh with a bone in it as a recurring character, like (laughs) Colin Cum, you know? But I thought, no, he's a one-shot, isn't he? The Pooh with a bone in it. So, uh, (laughs) So now's your chance to duck out for a little bit here skip forward a, f- a few seconds it won't be long it won't be long but okay. it won't be nice it okay. won't be nice i've done a degree with biology and physiology and zoology and evolution and mutations and all that so when i was thinking about that ryan i was thinking about there are these instances that can happen where parts of the body can create things that they're not meant to like fingernails can grow somewhere or hair can grow somewhere sometimes it can happen inside the body it can happen in animals i dissected an animal once where that happened it, mm. it, it's fucking horrible and what i thought about it was was that what if a poo had gestated so long within the body that it actually oh sam you all right yeah no i'm just listening a poo had been in the body <laughs> you know you're you're in deep to an analogy when the word gestate is what's making you laugh the poo had been in the body so long that it kind of gestated and a blood supply had kind of went into it there almost like kind of a growth in itself oh how i imagine it looking is if 
do you ever get like really cheap nasty chicken and it's like look it's the arm and the fucking wing and the thigh all joined together and it's only 90p because you're doing the week shopping and there's a bit of hair on it you need to shave it first mm. and you try and cut in you can't get in there with a knife and fork it's that big i'm talking about there's sinew on that there's tendons it's like a proper ball and socket like you know what i mean yeah it's you could flush it because it should have flex is what i'm saying right and that's we can cut now there we go and we're back and we're back that's the type of poo it should be a darker poo as well and now we're back and now now we're back now we're back What an unpleasant description, but what a very clear and detailed explanation, which I think is what Ryan would have wanted. Well, I figured, Sam, you got to give these little snippets of excess information for those amongst us who are listening who may want to start the wiki, and they need to have that unnecessary lore to get that going. I would imagine it should be fairly bare bones. Sam, Kevin, Colin, come. You need to start filling out them pages. Mate, don't be talking about bare bones again. I don't want to get into... All these these bones, come on. Well, thanks for that, Ryan. Our next message comes in from Lloyd, who asks, would you ever do... And I'm sorry, Lloyd, that your question comes after that now, because the mood is definitely soured. Normally say, Lloyd, just give that five minutes before you uh, (laughs) send your question in. (laughs) But Lloyd says... Would you ever do an anti-swirl? Find a film neither of you have seen and try and muddle your way through the pre-swirl with no knowledge of the film. Now, this is interesting in the context that we've just done a reverse swirl, but I'm not sure that... I don't know what form an anti-swirl where we both haven't seen it would take. No, I don't. Because no. I think what's happening there now is you've reduced the terms down too many times. And what right, we have yeah, here yeah. is a, you've reduced us to the lowest common denominator, which is not necessarily where you want to be in the world of film podcasts. Oh, I thought you were doing that with your poo description. <laughs> Reducing <laughs> us to the lowest common denominator, for sure. No, it was Lloyd who did that, not me. Lloyd, Lloyd did that. And... <laughs> What it is, is I think if you have two people who are like, oh, I haven't seen this movie, neither have I. Oh, kind of excited to see a movie. And then we go see a movie and talk about mm. it. That seems very much like the special sauce has been like thrown out with the bathwater there, you know? Yeah, that is a lot of movie podcasts, isn't it? It's either two people who have seen Summit or two people who haven't seen Summit. But we had the difference of one of us hadn't seen it. And that, that's our little secret formula. I think it would be interesting. I do think it would be interesting, but I don't know what form it would take. I think maybe, you know, we have the swirl rule of... We've, we've now imposed this rule of, like, swirls are only films before we started Cinema Swirl. I think if we were going to do an anti-swirl, it might be a way for us to watch more modern... Vi- I don't know. I don't think it's going to be a thing, Lloyd. I'm sorry. No. There's, there's often times where movies fall outside the remit of both a swirl and a swill, and they're quite mediocre. But unfortunately, the fans of mediocre movies have not really been united or all that passionate in their mm. vocalizations about wanting these movies to be reviewed. So I kind of feel like, yes, there are rules in place for swirl and swill. Yeah. And you might think just by going in the face of those rules, you could create an anti swirl. But I think it would just be a non swirl. But all I will say to you, Lloyd, is that we didn't think a reverse swirl was ever going to happen and now there's been two so you know give it another seven years and we'll see what happens but thank you very much for your question anti-swirl just sounds like either a a podcast that's set up to like neg on this podcast right yeah yeah or some sort of swirl where we're looking at movies specifically to do with ants right yeah 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 Yes. No, not ants with fucking Woody Diddler. No, no. I mean <laughs> ants as in like your mother's sister or your father's sister. <laughs> your aunt, yeah. Uh, your aunt. 
Yeah. I mean, we could we could do that, Lloyd. We could do that. We could potentially do that. That's probably more likely somehow than what you're describing there. But thank you anyway. Hollywood always banks on ants. That's all I'm saying, folks. Ewan has written to us, and, and Ewan has said, As Sam is now madly in love with Lego... I've recently been doing some lovely Lego sets. What's this fucking recently stuff, huh? Well, no, so I've got, I've been through several Lego phases. Okay, all right. So if you go out of a phase and you go back into it, we're allowed to use recently. We're allowed to use recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, oh, I've always been doing Lego, but I'm, I'm now back in a phase. My brother and his girlfriend's got me a very lovely uh, Nintendo Entertainment System Lego thing for Christmas, which was hideously generous, wickedly talented. And a lot of fun to put together. I had a great time. I'm now on the Lego train, in so much as I built a Lego train. Oh, wow. How was that? Was that fun? I haven't built a Lego train, but if, if I did get one, I would I would build one and I would ride in it every day. Have you stood on Lego since you have begun your new um, phase? No. No, I haven't. But I have watched Interesting. that One Night in Hamley's thing that was on over Christmas with Ramesh Ranganathan, Tom Allen... And the smiley lad, the smiley blonde lad, Rob Beckett. Rob Beckett. And they stepped on some Lego as part of their fun japes. And it looks not that bad. So maybe I could do it. Oh, someone's not ready for fatherhood if he's saying. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) Anyway, you and say, as I'm now madly in love with Lego, what film would you love to make in Lego and what scene would it be based on? Now, I'm imagining a pre-prepared Lego set here. I'm imagining a boxed set. I know mm-hmm. when, when people describe Lego, they talk about how, you know, you've got the big sets that have detailed instructions and you put those together, or you've got a big bucket of random Lego and you can make your own thing and use your imagination. I'm very much in the former camp of not using my imagination and doing exactly as I'm told, and that, to me, is more fun and more therapeutic. That's an interesting take on fun. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, I, as I've got older, I've realised I am the villain from uh, the Lego movie. And, uh, oh, okay. yeah, 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 I'm Will Ferrell. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, we should yeah. talk because I think that might. We should maybe we should push that. I think on the show, like I think people would be interested. What me being Will Ferrell? That you're Will Ferrell. Because like, I'm Will Ferrell. Know, think, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's why I've seen Elf because I was uh, <laughs> I was in it because he looked in a mirror while he was doing the movie. Now the thing that uh, popped into my mind straight away with this was actually the Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. How do you convey a whirlwind in Lego? I'm not sure. But this is usually the point an older brother would tip all the Lego onto the ground and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom! I think what's happened there is that my mind has gone yellow brick road, yellow bricks, put some yellow bricks together, sorted, ah. done. But I remember that first, when they, when she walks out of the house and she's transported into wherever it was, that the colours, the bright colours, feeling very potentially plasticky and bright and, mm. and lovely, I think that could be put together with Lego. And you could have little mini figures of the, the four of them together. I think that would work. You know, as soon as you said that, when mm. you said Wizard of Oz, my mind was like, oh yeah, I totally get it. But then I realised you were talking about all the colourful stuff and I was like, yeah. And then I realised what I ultimately wanted was Lego Citizen Kane. And I think that's... <laughs> yeah, uh, that'd be good. Yeah. It really, if you ever played any of the Lego games, they do kind of match that kind of randomness of, of Citizen Kane and whatnot. And I'd say, Traveller's Tales, let's give them a whirl at it. Like, you know? Yeah, yeah they yeah. fucked up Jurassic Park, but, you know, we didn't bother doing Jurassic Park for the same reason. You know, that's why we went into Citizen Kane. Give me Lego Orson Welles, you cowards. It's hard, because there's not many franchises and properties that Lego haven't had to deal with at some point in their illustrious career. You know, there's, there's usually Lego Summer, if you dig deep enough. Yeah, but... You know, they did miss the ball on the Lego Arrested Development set that fans were really pushing hard, and I bet they're just like, damn it! All that money on the table! <laughs> damn it! 
Oh, tell you what, that would be like if that had come out, that would be something that would be in it, back in the package up on eBay straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there kind of like an unbuild button on these modern Legos, Sam, to make it go back in the box nice oh, and just, quick? Is there? Boop, and then it goes back in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they've got all that technology these days. There's an app for that, isn't there? You scan a QR code and it just goes back in. Yeah, that's the way yeah. it is these days, yeah. you know. And then tell me now, Sam, if you've got any more questions for me in that mailbag. No more questions in there. No, they're all they're all gone. Well, tell you what, Sam, with that being said, mm. why don't we go back in time to go further back in time? No, but, watch no, but wait. Wait. In, in terms of timelines, we go... Hmm. Don't incorporate the Cinema Swirl timeline into Terminator franchise. It can't do with another line, all right? It literally can't handle it. Back in time to go forwards. I think it's for. I think it's Fuck it! Let's just go do a Cinema Swirl! Sugar, no, no, no. Um, fuck, no. Oh, what a great uh, film, Kevin. I really enjoyed no, that. No, no, oh, no, no, no. I beat oh. that. No, fuck it. No, we edited it for a reason. Do them. I should have done it before. I should have done it before. I should have done it before. Just play the end of the music. Look, I'll play the end of the music after I say I'll be back. Okay, I'll be back. Bam. Wait, what? <laughs> you must play that. And, I, 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 <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> And we're back. And we're, I'll be back. And we're oh, back. God. I'm not, all right, there's, we have to do Terminator 3. That's the only other way then, I guess. It's just a simple way. Sam, initial good reaction to The Terminator. Hey! Hey! Ah, oh, I had a good time with that. Yeah. Oh, Thank you. yeah. Yes, please. Yes, oh. please. Thank you very much. I almost immediately was like, oh, I don't know if I call it a horror. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can see where you came from with that, absolutely. You do have that imposing, scary villain character creeping up on you. The whole film is just Arnie's creeping. He's coming for you. And he's creeping with increasingly creepy synthetic music. Oh my god, it's horrifying. I loved the music in this. Isn't it? So much. It's so Ooh. good. It's so like, it's plinky plonky to the point where it's it borders on not being good but it's it is so good it's so so good it's gonna sound like a massive dig at the movie or whatever mm. but it, it has the same kind of sassy horror shenanigans vibe as troll 2 which we yeah. enjoyed very much the yeah, music yeah. of that film mm. <laughs> And this is still a James Cameron joint, so he, I know he was Terminator 2, I, I wasn't sure if he was OG Terminator, whether he might have taken control of the franchise. No, this is his thing, right? He's directed more Terminators than you've had hot meals in the last 12-hour window, Sam, really, you know? He's been Terminator since day one. He's done his fair share, and Kevin, we open on this. In Los Angeles 2029. That's only eight years away. That's only eight years away. Don't time date the episode that badly now. You could give a range Sorry. at least. We're in Los Angeles 2029. That's not far off. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, and I'll do the deep... Look, we'll have to spin it <laughs> off or something, on the uh, maybe for some other content. But what a year 2029 was. Am, am, I, am I right? The year of the cronut. Jesus. 
2029 year of the cronut. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Now, you thought that the movie would take place in the future. That was your, uh, I'm, I'm going to come at you with both barrels, your daft prediction. Yeah, at the, at, I, at, so at the I start. thought this was going to take place entirely in the kind of war of the, ro- the robot war. War of the robot the war. war. Of the, the, the sky, the computer war. I thought that was, was going to be then. It is, it's just when not. the sky cast a large net over the entire world of robotics, essentially. Yes. Also, when you mentioned Cronuts... I can't ignore the fact that my mind went to another kind of trendy food that I saw once when I was in London, probably about five years ago. That's exactly when that was trendy. Damn it, I've time-dated again! Damn it! So I I went to London in the past and saw a a trendy food. There was cronuts and there was frozen custard. Not frozen yoghurt, frozen custard. But that, if you try and do the cronut approach to that, you get frosted, which is just (laughs) so unpleasant. That's like a special word that they come up with if your dad got really angry, but they didn't want you to be like he's fucking thick livid there now. They're oh he's your father is frustrated. Imagine if Custard got really angry and sick of your shit. Frustrated. (laughs) Just wanted to mention that. But yeah, no, I thought this was this would take place in the computer war of the future. But how wrong I was. But we do see some of that. For a computer war, Sam, it is quite analogue. We've got a lot of... I wouldn't mind a whole movie of this. It's kind of like... A, well, if you saw it in a play, you'd think it was too much. Mm. But in a movie from the early 80s, you're like, oh, fair play with the miniatures. Go on now. Yeah. I like the big wheeling robot in the back that's probably like the size of R2-D2 in real life. <laughs> Tanks going over skulls. How little must those skulls be if it's miniatures? Ah, oh, love all that stuff. <laughs> Lasers everywhere. Pew, 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 pew. Games Workshop had a look at this and thought, Ooh, yes, please. I like this aesthetic and all the things contained within the aesthetic. I'll have that I'll as well. I'll be having that. Thank you. Pop that in the back pocket. That's mine now. Uh, what you don't know is that the Necrons all have thick Austrian accents. That's a deep dive cut now for me, me Games Workshop friends there now. I reckon there'll be a few of them in the uh, listenership. <laughs> well, look, in fairness, we hit the Nottingham thing so hard, Sam. We might as well go whole hog. Oh, yeah, because it's a Nottingham company. Well, now that Robin Hood Furniture Warehouse is out, we've got to stake our claim to something hooters aren't replying to our emails (laughs) the machines rose from the ashes of nuclear fire their way to exterminate mankind had raged for decades but the final battle would not be fought in the future it would be fought right here right now tonight it's the 1980 it's 1984 in that proper old computer looking (laughs) analog font I, I liked how to the point it was it was kind of borderline poetic with its florid use of language etc mm-hmm. but I do think it is purposely vague because I don't know if the whole movie kind of made sense or extra sense or less sense to you having seen Terminator 2 like as you were watching at this point where you started to like fill in the blanks and all that jazz yeah there were some blanks I was starting to fill in but I don't think so in watching Terminator 2 I don't think I missed out much by not having seen OG Terminator and obviously watching OG Terminator there's not anything I've missed out on by not having seen Terminator 2 even though I have seen Terminator 2 it just adds a little bit of extra colour to it knowing where those characters end up and what goes on 
There was a little mistake I had in my brain that I'll get to shortly as to who I thought a character was initially because I got a little bit confused. <laughs> so I will come to that. And I think I might have mentioned this in the pre-swell. But yeah, when a character was introduced, I'll tell you who I thought that was and how, how wrong I was. But hey, here we are, 1984. 1980-whatever, more like. Sorry, I have to mention before we get to 1984 mm. about them title cards and or introductory remarks, etc. Yeah. And the credits. I liked, firstly, the fonts, but not as much as I liked the job title Special Terminator Effects by... <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very good. Every movie should have special, the title of the movie, Effects by... <laughs> Special effects by there Will Ferrell and the magic he brought to the screen. But those effects are special, Kevin. They're very special. We will get into those as well. In the 80s, lightning, kind of stormy electricity stuff striking a, one of those digging truck things. And the driver of that truck, by the way, is speaking how I spoke in early cinema swirls. <laughs> the, 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 like, lightning, electricity striking things. Like, what the hell? What? What? What's going on? You didn't see there was a girl he was trying to impress in a garbage truck across the roads. That was what was going on there, you know? He was flexing, Sam, with his low voice. And we've got our favourites, Naked Arnie, who's looking buff AF. Is this interesting for you, like, as we're doing Cinema Swirl, to kind of go backwards in time with Arnold and see him more nude? More topless. Nuder. Is that interesting as well? It's interesting, certainly. I was trying to think with Arnie. I'm not sure if he's handsome, but he is good oh! looking. But he is good looking. I'd say I'd, I'd say handsome. Is he handsome? He, he is. Like, he's got to have a little bit of that. It's just, he's so big. You can't, like, knock. You're not going to say he's not handsome. I'm not going to say it to him. Jesus Christ, no. But well, Say it to his face, mate. Why are you? Uh, oh, I don't get in trouble. What would you say behind Arnold Schwarzenegger's back? He followed me on Twitter as a matter of interest. Is he sexy, Arnie? Mm. Ah, now there we go. There we go. He can be attractive and handsome. I don't know if he's sexy. I don't know if he exists in a sexual space in anyone's mind. This is the least sexual nude <coughs> man to appear on screen in cinema swirl history, I think. Because he's, he's pretty not sexy as the Terminator. Mm. I think that's... I mean, right? That's got to be said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... But the fact that this is... A nude man pops up, and I don't think any part of that is sexy, is quite interesting. Despite how buff and physically powerful yeah, we're not being No, we're not being prudes. Because no. what it is, Sam, is I don't want him looking at me with those computer eyes. That's fair enough. No. You know, it's wrong. Uh, but look, we get a kind of... We, we've had this sort of scene before, but we had it in a bar last time. By last time, I mean Terminator 2. We get some... By last time, you mean next time. Next time. We've got some punks playing with a telescope, as they do. Oh, hey, that's my turn on the telescope. What are they fucking doing? Drinking and just looking through a telescope. Looking They're at looking the at the, the rude constellations. <sighs> Look at this big fucking differ. So now those punks would just have an iPad between them, be having a great time, wouldn't they? Yeah, they'd, they'd be looking at the apps for the constellations on that as well. Like, And they'd be like, because of light pollution, this is probably the closest we'll get to constellations. That's why we're anarchists. But they see naked Arnie, and he, he's like, I need your clothes. Nice night for a walk fuck you asshole he's got he's much lower energy in this mm. you know it's that he's yeah, probably yeah. because he has to conserve his energy across his uh, i don't know 37 lines or whatever he's got in this movie well i was hoping for a lot of kevin Mann arnold schwarzenegger impressions during this i'm hoping there will be plenty forthcoming but it's going to be a bit of a lower energy low, en low energy yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's much low energy and he says fuck all in this movie as well it really there's a there's none of this like oh there's not there's none of that there's none of that cheekiness of the second movie 
no. And he really fucks up these punks. They try and stab him, but he, he destroys him, nicks their clothes. Now, were you at this point... Way Arnold's Terminator, fuck him up, Terminator. <laughs> or, or was, yeah. or were you getting that he was a scary dude at this point? I knew that he was the baddie at this point, so it wasn't quite as exciting to. Well, it was still exciting, but maybe more intimidating, perhaps. I hmm. wonder, maybe. But look, more lightning in an alleyway this time. Time balls everywhere. But it's not Arnie this time. Now I thought, right, this this nude man. I thought was John Connor at first, but that's not oh, John Connor. I no. thought the jo- the little Easy Money kid had been in the Future War and had come back, but it's not him. I think that it was it was very clear if I'd have really paid attention to Terminator Two again before watching and did this. Did you realise that before or after he had sex with his own mother, <laughs> or was it before? Oh, I hope it was before. During. Drawing, uh, no, right, no, no. right. Um, <laughs> once, he, once he said his name and that name wasn't John Connor, I was like, oh, okay, that's probably not John Connor. But I, no, I thought that was John Connor coming back to save the day. But it's not. It's a different character. It's Kyle Reese. Kyle and Reese. I tell you what, Kyle Reese has travelled from a dystopian future mm. and it's not very long. You know, he's been chased around and he's, he's learned that society is a hard place to be a naked man in the 1980s. But he's very quick to realise the quality of a certain brand of shoes, which he is very... Oh, yes. Very yes, yes. comfy looking. Not a complaint on him about his footwear for the entire movie. So I didn't catch the brand, though, so I'm sorry. Yeah, he gets chased around by the police. You want a good pair of shoes, though, don't you? If you're going to be running away from a Terminator, you want that support on your on your ankles, <laughs> soles of your feet, the whole lot. It's one of the first things the computer eye scans is the boots, then the clothes, and then the motorcycle. <laughs> if, you, if you got taken down by a Terminator, it's because you had blisters and you couldn't keep running. That, you know, you don't want that happening. So you've got to have quality, quality gear. Now, interestingly, when he's been chased by the police, he n- nicks a gun from one of them. And it's like, what's the date? Where, when is it? And he's like, oh, it's the 5th of November or whatever he says. And he's like, oh, what year is it? And the cop just goes, what? And doesn't do you, say. Do you ever worry, because I do sometimes, mm. that if I was in a situation where I'd have to go back or forward in time and ask someone what day it was, and that day happened to be, like, my birthday, that I would kind of go, huh. And then they'd be like, what, what's that about? And then, you know, they wouldn't really care about the time travel thing. They'd just be like, what was that little face about? Like, you kind of, you know, lose them. Yeah. Well, that just that, oh, ah, that's, oh, it's my birthday. I don't want to get distracted is all, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If someone did ask you what year it was, would you just tell them? Or would you be like, what do you mean? What? What's going on? Would you, would you just say? I'd I just would say. say. You're just saying in January now we're, we're recording this and... Well, this is not... <laughs> we've not got know? Our, our copy books out. We're writing the wrong date in the top right-hand corner. I would appreciate if someone asked me what year it was just around this time, just to keep me on my toes because I haven't signed any documents yet this year or had to date anything. Well, so I, as a result of that, I'm fine kind of a bit loose here. I'm assuming I know what year it is at the moment but maybe i need to be asked i would tell someone out of that yeah, I think so. yeah yeah so kyle he's looking up sarah connor in a phone book 
And we cut to Sarah Connor, who we've seen in Terminator 2, but she looks quite different now. She's on a bike with lovely 80s hair, 80s sunglasses, working at an 80s burger restaurant with two 80s burger mascots. They oh. loved their burgers in the 80s. They loved Oh, do you remember the burger trend in the 80s? Oh, what a shame that's died down now. Well, I mean, come on. Not all of us got to ride the wave of burly beef in the 80s, but there you go. We can't all be Sarah Connor, I guess. My first laugh of the film was Terminator showing up in... Like punk, the punk gear that he's nicked, and just and just punching his way into a car. There's something about Arnie just punching the like the window of a car just to get in. It's very funny. I really liked it because that's how you imagine that Arnold Schwarzenegger, when he first came to America, got around. You know, how did he get to Hollywood? You know, yeah. he just, smashed his way there. His arm just coming out, <laughs> just jutting out at a right angle. Proper good robot acting, to be fair to him. I, I He's do the like first that. person to physically secure the governorship of California. Like, they tried to stop me, he just smashed it, like, you know, smashed <laughs> open the glass of it, put his hand in, and he took it. <laughs> Sarah's working at this burger restaurant. She's having a shit time with shit customers, right? But her colleague whispers over to her and says, Hey, look at it this way. In 100 years, who's going to care? Which is very good foreshadowing because in 100 years, or however many years it is, people will care about Sarah. Sarah Connor and John Connor and the Connors. So actually people will care. Yeah, but I think I've got to be in my bonnet about people who will drop that ah, in a hundred years, who matters? Because it is what is it is, Sam. It's a fun flipping remark that's actually camouflaging a very deep nihilistic remark as well mm. about the finite nature of man. And I don't like that. <laughs> Wait, so you want to hear that in a night out? Come on! No, you don't want something existential on a night out. You don't want to be told, like, you know, zoom out on the Google Maps of your life and you'll just realise that you're you're nothing, you're insignificant, and none of this really matters. What gives you the right to give me pause in such a manner? Nothing! Meanwhile, Arnie, punk Arnie, he's buying shitloads of guns. 45 long slide, Uzi 9mm. Phased plasma rifle, 40 wattage. He's got all the best guns for mm. a load. Of, and a lot of shoot em up games had to look at this and thought, oh, we'll be having those. How's that? phase plasma i'm writing it down because i'm making a video game in the 90s and the 2000s and the 10s and the 20s it's very much like he's booted up the game put in the all money cheat and gone straight (laughs) to the the ammo store and just bought everything he can Uh, buying guns very easy in america all you have to do is just shoot the shop owner in the face and when they ask you how many you want you say all and when they try and stop you you say wrong (laughs) you know if he'd have said he wanted all of them and the guy was like, bah, 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 bah. if he'd have just been like, okay, that'll be this much. Do you think Arnie would have? No, he wouldn't have paid, would he? No Terminator. He didn't have. Any... He's not got money. Well, what it was Sam? It was just two guys who were waiting to blink first about who was going to say, "This is America, goddamn it!" Like, yeah, go and take all the guns. Off you go. Go on, go on, go on. In, in contrast, uh, Kyle Reese, he's in a, he's hiding, sawing off a shotgun that he's nicked from the police. So we get Arnie's got all the guns in the world, and Kyle, the one gun he has, he's actually making it. He's, he's, ma- he's up making it small. small. He's making it less of a gun. What a silly boy. (laughs) Whatever does it for you, man. It's fine. Like, if that's your tactic, that's your tactic. Here, Sam, do you reckon it got in that old bloody bucket of bolts, that old oil spill scrap heap challenge wannabe Terminator, old computer breath? Do you think it got in his craw that he had to use a phone book? The (laughs) analogue. Yeah. The digital age. But all of that tech in his head, all of that stuff, there's no, like, 
you've just got to look in a book and go through it manually. Oh, what's that? You can't you can't lick your finger. You can't app for that. <laughs> Do you need your good old Bobby Dazzler analog saliva? Is that it? Another human invention. Oh, as he turns up to what turns out to be the wrong Sarah Connor's house, he runs over a kid's toy truck. Again, that's got to be deliberately funny and exaggerated. You know, bad guy stuff there. It really reminded me of uh, Breaking Bad. That's got like a scene like that. It or has. This. I don't know if. And I love like the kind of the shot of the kind of. The very An you know, bright pastely and whatnot yeah mm. And him, him being a big scary dude popping out in that suburbia, give me and and smashing the car. That definitely happened. I mean, fucking hell, him turning up and just blasting the wrong Sarah Connor straight through the face or something. I think it was genuinely quite. I didn't expect it to be that on the nose that this guy's oh, a, yeah. a bastard. He'll just shoot the wrong woman because she might be the one he's after. It is kind of funny when you watch violent movies for so long and you realise that Hollywood itself goes through these cycles of becoming desensitised and then kind of being like, ah, no, no, no you can't be doing that there and kind of dying in the back a bit and then becoming desensitized all over again and yeah this movie features more than your typical amount of women being shot in the head by a giant Austrian man yeah but I mean it sells the fact that he's a ruthless robotic heartless killer he is not a man he is a robot on a mission and he will do what he needs to do Kyle's traumatised from the flashbacks of the war which is convenient for those of us who want to see into those flashbacks Kevin those flashbacks Kevin interestingly uh, uh, those flashbacks Kevin in a way aren't they flash forwards what? Aren't they flash forwards, Kevin? What? But they're his memories, I... so they are flashbacks. Oh, but they're in yeah, the... yeah. But they're in the fu- they're in the future. Good. Because he's but they are in the in his timeline of his consciousness. They're in the past. So are they flashbacks or are they flash forwards? Canonically in time. So we flash forward to a flashback <laughs> where um, there's all sorts going on. They're big bots doing the big yep. shooty. I love that. You know, the I'll start be of flashback. Sorry, I just had <laughs> For to. Fuck's sake. <laughs> I always fall into the trap of this movie where you see the first part and you're like, ah, yeah, you'll see the background shot and that's about it. And then you do actually get these cool scenes where they go back and like, yeah, they're going to blow up this big arts and crafts project for shits and giggles. Yeah, Love yeah. it. Yeah. And Sarah Connor and her mate, they're getting ready for a night out. There's a little bit of her mate's boyfriend's ringing up on the phone, on the landline phone, and saying all this sort of pervy, sexy stuff to what he thinks is his girlfriend. And then he's like, oh... Oh, it's it's Sarah Connor, and then when he's put on to his actual girlfriend, just starts the the rehearsed speech again. But you know, it's things. he he was an octave or two lower on the randomometer, wasn't he? A when little he, bit, he, yeah, a little yeah. bit. He was more of a six out of ten at that point. But when you committed to that sort of bit, you gotta, you know, he had that all planned out. Bless him. He literally had wood in the chamber sound. That's what was going on there. <laughs> I love this couple's name. I'm obsessed with it. Bunky and Ginger. I'd fucking Is that what watch they're it. called? Bunky and Ginger. Bunky baby. and Ginger. Come um, on. And I like that Sarah Connor has a lizard. That's nice. A little, little, is it an iguana or some yes. sort of lizard thing? Yeah. Iguana, yeah. Lovely little thing. And the police, the detectives, they're having to deal with the fact that there has been two separate murders of women called Sarah Connor. They're desperately trying to reach out to our Sarah Connor, but her mate is in the flat. Sarah's out. Her mate's shagging. They've got the tape player on loud, so they're not getting through to Sarah to warn her that all the Sarah Connors are dying. I mean, two, is that all the Sarah Connors? Some of the Sarah Connors. Some of the Sarah Connors. It's within the same day, though, that they're getting murdered, Kevin. If two Kevin Mahons got murdered, 
tomorrow. Yeah, I really don't think we're giving the police far too much credit here in this respect. I really don't think that they would capture that. Like, I honestly think that would slip through the cracks. Do you think? Someone would tweet about it, yeah, and then they'd be like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> You know, and then you might hear about it many years later when someone gets fired. But I really just, yeah, I, would, I think Terminator would have this one sewn up, folks. I think so. Yeah, yeah. But Sarah eventually does see a news report about the two Sarah Connors. She realizes. Oh, yeah, when she's going up to the bar and she's like, hey, hey, hey. I thought she was like, I'm trying to eat here. Turn that shit off. <laughs> I don't want to hear about people with my name dying. And I think she looks in a phone book or something, doesn't she, and sees that, oh, yeah, no, that's. That's me next. I'm next on the list of, of people. And uh, then Arnie just, just decides to go in and smash and kill Bunky and Ginger. Boom, boom, boom. It's fucking hot and heavy, these killings. It, it is... I, you know what? I'm going to go back and say the horror thing is, is warranted again because mm. there is a lot of kablamos and explosions in this movie and there's a lot more in Terminator 2. But I feel Terminator 2 has not got anything near the level of this. Like, here's someone being killed in front of someone and then being killed themselves. I think so. The, the sheer ruthlessness of it is pretty yeah. pretty hard he, he just comes in and just fuck shit up kills and look I think a lot of that probably comes down to not a cool metallic goo monster doing to killing mm. as well because yeah, yeah. I think that if I got speared with a big pointy stick like that made out of goo that a lot of people would go ooh and ah in the first yeah, yeah. instance yeah. and not really be like oh that's horrifying if I'd been shot with a Glock yes it's just this. It, I mean I, we know Arnie's a robot in there we know he's the Terminator but it is just a man shooting a woman <laughs> it, it's, <laughs> a, it's a man it. not a liquid it's a lot it's a you, lot more violent it hits you as man just shooting people in the face bad timing on sarah connor's part bringing the answering machine from the club just as arnie's there having murdered her friends and going oh no the, i'm sarah connor they're gonna kill all the sarah connors if you're there and you've been murdered just let the murderer <laughs> know that you're not sarah connor and his mission isn't complete because i am sarah connor and here's the nightclub that i'm at i tell you what okay. he's gonna be fucking beside himself when he realizes all the people he's killed by mistake <laughs> Imagine the, the, I'm the, so the, sorry. Oh the top God. brass at Skynet will be blue in the face. Mate, what have you done? Are you killed? You just read the phone book? What are you doing? Give it T-800. Give us the T-1000 now. Come on. Yeah, you're, you're a robot from the future. And you've just gone through the phone book killing whoever's got the same name. All right, you've convinced me. I'll upgrade. It's all right. <laughs> Point proven. All right. I, the early adopters have come back to get me now, Sam. <laughs> It'll be the same with the PlayStation 5. <laughs> Terminator getting a uh, next generation patch sometime in the next few years. So she's she's calling the police and she's in a nightclub and they've said, you know, stay there. It's a public place. We'll come and get you. And you know what, Kevin? We don't like to mention current world situation because it, it does timestamp things. And it's also nice to get away from it. But fucking hell, I don't like going out to nightclubs. But this, the music here and the atmosphere of it made me miss going out, you know. <laughs> All right, here's the one I've arrived at. And I said this to a group of people on a Zoom call mm. and I really probably shouldn't have said it. But... <laughs> I don't so much miss going out as the thrill of coming back after having gone out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that's peak living right there, folks. If Sarah Connor had stumbled back to her flat with some chips with garlic mayo on them and just sat down and, and they were a that, bit cold. It was here one minute. One, one, one minute. I literally walked door to door, door to door. Amazing. <laughs> 
<laughs> I miss it so much. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah, th- that club just looks quite fun. But it doesn't look fun when bloody Arnie walks in. Oh, also, Carl Reese has been like kind of stalking Sarah here. You see him kind of skulking about, looking at her. So that's intimidating as well. Arnie bursts into this club. Very funny contrast of him being Arnie, the Terminator, and also this kind of cool '80s power pop 80s in the background. Fine. Yeah, yeah. I like the line, come with me if you want to live, because I'm pretty sure that's that's recycled a few times in the Terminator yes. franchise. Yes, 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 a good line. And fucking hell, these boys both get their big blasters out and start blasting. Boom! Oh, God. You know, he manages to pop Arnie before Arnie can pop Sarah. Arnie's now just shooting the place up with a fucking Uzi. You know what I love, Sam? I love when there's like people on YouTube and they're like, these movies made the guns sound too loud. This is how it really should have sounded. Oh, great, yeah. No, no, no. I'd much rather that. No, I want to say like a fucking building's been condemned every time he shoots. Yes, please. I want car race. It, who looks, I'm going to say it, cool as fuck, blasting Arnie out of a window with a sawn-off shotgun. Like, yeah. So cool. So cool. It was so, like, viscerally enjoyable in a way that probably says something about my personality and the idea of violent movies. But no, 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 blame it on cool. the human condition. That's what so, I... Yeah. The, it, yeah. Yeah, something in my in the human condition that I have uh, was set off by that because it. I was just like, yeah, this is cool, and I don't often get. I tell you what, though, right, a less violent but also similar human condition type, like seeing a man from the future wearing a coat with the sleeves rolled up, kind of. That is also just yeah, where yeah. I was like, yay, ha ha ha, yeah. <laughs> a little dabble do you? That's all you need. You just need a man with. <laughs> Please hold up. Um, the music, as there's a kind of getting away chase here, is such 80s plinky plonky stuff. It's like it really sounded like Space Invaders. Like you know, oh, uh, fucking uh, love uh, us. Uh, 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 uh. It, oh good very good stuff Arnie commandeering a cop car guy. He doesn't give up, does he? No, no. wonder they call him Determinator. <laughs> He's set on his goals. He's got determination. He is determinator and he is determined. (laughs) I'll do it later. (laughs) Kyle has to kind of explain to Sarah that she's been targeted for termination mid chase like this is not easy time yeah, to find yeah, yeah. out expo- and that's when you should do your exposition when it comes across as hackneyed and crazy as exposition usually does because he's like driving a car like yeah it's a robot from the future and you're saying a robot's gonna take over the world and you're gonna shoot and kill us and he's lumpy and has no eyebrows now that's when you can get away with that kind of stuff <laughs> but I mean it's the fact that Arnie can do Impressions. He's kind of like an Alistair McGowan type figure, kind of Rory <laughs> Bremner type guy. Um, was that established in Terminator 2? Did he use that skill much? He might have done that. I might have forgotten. I'm pretty it, sure he does. You know, yeah, we get him doing like a cop voice on the radio. Yeah, he doesn't he like because he does like Bart Simpson, don't have a cow man or something like that, doesn't he? Like, or yeah. Like I mean, w- whenever he shows up on panel shows, he always has to start. He has to, he has to do an impression first, so that you're like, oh yeah, no, he is. He is an impressionist. We know that that's what he does. He doesn't do it the whole way through. He's got his own sense of humour and his own jokes and stuff. But right at the start, you have got to go in big with a, with a nice right. impression there. Sorry, this is very, very self-indulgent. But 
do you think there is any footage out there of uh, an impressionist on like a talk show mm. who just doesn't do an impression and the talk show host doesn't quite ask them explicitly to do <laughs> but one but is really trying to like... but is trying to get around to it and the time is ticking down so uh, Donald Trump I see he's been in the news recently <laughs> hasn't he have you been yes. hearing hearing the things he's saying that I was trying to remember what that sounded like myself and, you, or, and yeah I've got, got a minute to go <laughs> Oh, I would love to see. I just something about impressionists. I inherently find it funny that that's what they do. It's the, look, they're very talented and it's good, but there's some kind of like weird unspoken rule that they have to they have to do their impressions. I would imagine doors. most impressionists would rather not first be known as an impressionist. Mm. Like if I say if I said I'm introducing the famous impressionist Steve Coogan, he'd come with a bit of a look on his face, wouldn't he? Yeah. The famous impressionist Rob Brydon, and he has yeah. a bit of a face on him, you know. See, they're, they're a couple who started out doing impressions and still do impressions, but have managed to ascend to the upper echelons. They kept their craft, unlike Harrison Ford, who jettisoned carpentry at the first look at the thigh of Hollywood. <laughs> him on a panel show just doing a dovetail joint. <laughs> just, <feel> like, <laughs> just so you know, this is what I do. But anyway, Reese, he's got to explain what the Terminator is. And when he's saying that, like, he's a machine on the inside, but on the outside, flesh, skin, blood. Bad the way he, breath. The, the way he says it, in that kind of flesh, skin, blood, it's very much like Barry Scott talking about lime scale, rust, <laughs> ground in dirt. It's... It, it just tripped that little thing in my brain. I forgot about Barry Scott, but... You know, you're, you're right, because I think this Terminator has got all these extra layers, like, like built-in dirt... And I did like the specification of him having bad breath as well. He, like, he fucking stinks and all. <laughs> all right, which of you is the Terminator? Come here and I want to smell. Oh, what's your fucking garlic smelling mouth? Fucking hell. That's him. Take him away. Sarah Connor, quite rightly intimidated by all this information. She's like, she wants to just get the fuck away. She's like biting Kyle to try and get away. But he insists on grabbing her forcibly and explaining, giving her both barrels of exposition here and both barrels of his shotgun to the terminator <laughs> excuse yes. me i'm from the future as is the terminator the terminator won't stop until you're dead just so you understand and then later on they get a little bit of like oh why does the terminator want me there was a nuclear war the machine started it so much to do with computers and that but the computers got too smart and took over so kyle he grew up in this apocalypse after the apocalypse he grew up in the the embers of the nuclear war and john connor john connor easy money john connor was the guy who saved everyone and turned it around from the brink and rescued humanity rallied them behind a cause of easy money you know easy money it was that was it that was the mantra and people you know they believed in that dream and they heavily invested and really got a bad return it's like the mercenaries in uh, the rock they're just like you know come with me guys and you'll get easy money and we'll go to a non-extradition country and everything will be fine but didn't happen. But that's Sarah's unborn son, John Connor. So that's significant. We have them get arrested. Arnie is in a big crash and disappears. Oh. 
and we meet Dr. Silverman, who I believe does appear in Terminator 2 as well in the right. mental institution. And he's all about mocking Kyle Reese and giving him shit. Yes. Can I just say that during that little end bit of the chase sequence, that the visceral thrill, again, the kind of innate, oh, I like this, of shotgun blasts between oh, two yeah. moving cars. Fuck Come me. On. Good stuff. Yes, please. And you know what? It's something... There's a lot of chest-high walls in the flash back forwards. All right? There's a lot of that going on. There's a lot of video games that has been taken from this movie. But I beg you, video games, can you take driving and shooting at the same time being fun from this movie? Because somehow try and make that fun. When did that become a rule that it couldn't be? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. But, oh, it looks fun there. Not fun, but, like, just cool. It just looks like, cool. Th- it actually annoyed me that when this sequence was happening, I was getting really thrilled, and then I thought of, like, a mandatory driving and shooting sequence in, like, a Yakuza game, or, like, mm. you have to do it in Grand Theft Auto all the time, when you like, oh, like, no. can we all just stop and get out and shoot each other like <laughs> fucking normal criminals? <laughs> There's a bit here that I, I, I enjoy, by the way, just before we get into that, that doctor. Arnie digging into his own arm with a scalpel. <laughs> Unpleasant. Oh, it's got a big, you know, um, in Total Recall when he has to take out the big yoke out of his nose. Mm. It's got that kind of you know, slightly animatronic Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, yes, yes. There's so many animatronics of Arnold Schwarzenegger that exist out there. I like that a lot. Pulling his eye out and then immediately transforming into very obvious stop motion or animatronic Arnie and then cutting back once he's put the sunglasses on, all that kind of stuff. But I just think that scene where he's digging into himself with a scalpel and you see the machinery, whether there might be some people in the cinema watching this and it should be Oh, he's a robot. Right, okay. <laughs> it is hard to think of a time of watching this when you could have potentially went in and not known that not fact known at this that. point. Yeah, as much as Carl Reese has said it, it maybe takes a bit of like, oh no, he yes, no, he is a robot there. And then he goes to the mirror and he, he breathes on the glass and then he smells it and he's like, oh. Oh. Like, oh. oh. Right, he's the stinky guy we've been talking about. Here's a question regarding this sequence with the repair and whatnot. It's meant to be kind of shocking and disturbing and I think it probably is one of the bits of the movie that has aged the most mm-hmm. but you have been on record before previous episodes Nightmare Before Christmas etc oh, talking yes. about how stop motion effects can mm. make you a bit cuny cuesy and uneasy cuny cuesy and uneasy you. and I was wondering if this had any effect on you this kind of big weird torso yes and there's some more of that later that oh. really uh, I d- well, it's, it didn't freak me out as much as I maybe thought it was going to but I have some feelings on it but but for now that I just found it funny the bit where he's you know yanking his eye out and you, you very clearly see a different Arnie who doesn't really look that much like Arnie and then cut back to, to real Arnie I just found that funny um, I like that they probably were making the mould or whatever for that before mm. they really knew who he was you know before <laughs> just like, you don't really household name yet is he Aaron, just some notice. big looking bit of me she'll do yeah. <laughs> car race he's being interrogated or quizzed by a psychologist i think it says he was in the army from 2021 to 2027 2021 that's now sorry 2021 that's around the time we are now fuck's sake sorry sorry 
But yeah, the, the, the classic stuff of like, he's blumming crazy, this guy talking Sorry, about this Sorry, to stuff. go back Ugh. to the time thing for a second. Yeah, sure, sure, Do you sure, sure, remember sure. the first time you would have played like a video game, you know, like a Mega Man or something, and it's like, mm. oh, it's the year 20 triple X, and we all had a big laugh. Yeah. Well, they were fucking on to something. Oh, and we're beyond 20 triple X. Well, it just saying we'd, we'd be out of, out of this mire and muck now is what we would be. Mm. Movies should have adopted it a long time ago, and I think it's a bit too late at this point. Oh, just, oh, just putting so, so right i thought when you said 20 triple x no 20 double x that might have been like a weird way of mixing up roman numerals and conventional <laughs> numerals to make 2020 <laughs> <laughs> i thought that's we're just at some point in the future some generic future yeah films are a bit too specific aren't they like we I are just, i don't like the idea that my the rest of my life is going to be peppered with a series of increasingly less interesting it's the same day as I don't know, fucking, like, Elysium takes place or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it it's have been... the same day as the latter half of Looper. Really? <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Fuck. It should have been 2000X A Space Odyssey. Yes! Yeah, that yeah, yeah. would have been... Oh, well, it ruins 2001 for me. The year, that is. <laughs> This psychologist doctor leaving on the videotape of Kyle saying that the Terminator will reach down Sarah Connor's throat and rip her fucking heart out while Sarah Connor's there watching the video. Shoot your care, what the fuck? Bit harsh, mate. He's like, I'm going to make a career out of this. Like, oh, what? Like this career-defining malpractice that you're doing right here? Yeah. Yikes. He, he says that Kyle's a loon, but fucking hell, Arnie's making his way into the police station. Did you hear what their excuse for what Arnold Schwarzenegger was? What's on oh. PCP, that's all. <laughs> Is that what they thought, Kyle? That that was the issue? PCP? But Terminator goes into the police station. I'm a friend of Sarah Connor. Can I see her, please? He he does try to chat to the guy on the reception. I'll be in the back. Right, he does a proper I'll be back in this one. In Terminator 2, he doesn't do a proper I'll be back, but that's because the proper I'll be back is here. I mean, it is is proper, but it is still very... It's not like a I'll be... It's... I'll be back. I'll it's be a back. very bup, bup, bup. If you yeah. were to do it on piano, you go dun dun dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very Same note. I'll be back. But I thought he was going to go. Lunch. I thought. <laughs> I thought it would be like a kind of hitman mission where you go in and you try and get in by saying, I'm a friend of Sarah Connor. They're like, no, you're not going to get in. So you go out and you try and figure out a different route into the police station. You may put... No, he just drives through the fucking front entrance, smashes through, guns blazing, shooting cops left, right and centre. Oh my oh. goodness. He shoots a million, eight million cops, I believe, by... Bang, by, bang, by, bang, by, bang, 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 They're on slow motion. Yeah. Every, they, everyone who gets shot flings into a big pile of fucking papers. Mm-hmm. Oh, gee. You wouldn't get this now in the, if he was doing a shooting up in the digital age. This is like no. a war on paper, it feels like, as much as it is a war on the police. Yeah, and w- once again, things that look cool. Arnie, sunglasses on, two guns in his hands. Du- du- you know, double... What does he call it? Double arm um, guns. That's called a double double shooter, is what right. that's called. A double double shooter, a double shooter, a double double shooter. Bang! Yeah, Carl's managed to break out as well. And I feel like it needs restating the synths here. Fucking actually. I'm, I'm going to be checking out this soundtrack not long after this recording, Kevin, because it's, it's very good. Uh, you know what? It reminds me of two things. It reminds me of a cat going. But it mm-hmm. also reminds me of a cat going. 
on a synthesizer making it go as it scuffers away. That could have been how they composed it. You know, <laughs> just two birds, one stone. Carl and Sarah do manage to get away at from this fucking, you know, death trap that they're in of the police station. And we get a scene that I've seen many times in all sorts of things. Female protagonists stitching up male protagonists after, you know, he's he's got an injury. And the, the man going, ooh, and it's, it's quite tender. And it's like, that's how they're bonding because she's... The, the woman one is fixing the man and he's like oh my, my wounds uh, that's done so much since the first episode of Lost see that so I, much. I, I can't really come at you here now with any much of a complaint as a man mm. who has routinely in his life been patched up by his partner in, yeah. in, so you know I see that and I go whoa next time I scald myself with soup I hope that I get the same treatment again and I expect to so it's not you know what Sam tropes like this exist because of cowards like me <laughs> and look i really enjoy some time travel chat here talking about how john was like john connor was the guy and he, he was responsible for all this stuff but there's oh not the much futures the future shit dad. as well yeah future shit everything's shit it's so shit we don't know who john's dad is who's he john hasn't really talked about him much but uh you know john was great and you're his you're definitely his mum. I do uh, like this kind of reminder of the aspirational 80s where, like, the future is shit. is like, what? You know? As opposed to now where it'll be like, it's worse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or it's as bad as you'd reckoned it would have been. Yeah, if you tried to pitch at this point, right, in the future, things are bad. Okay, sure, but how can we add more flavour to this? Because that's simply not enough. We know that's going to be the case. The, the trajectory was so much more than we could have realised. <laughs> Ross! <laughs> Another little flash to the future. A Terminator turning up, fucking everyone over with a big, big old gun. Pew, pew, boom, They live as, as man animals uh, in this yes. time, Sam. Yes, they live as man animals. And Kyle's got a photo of Sarah Connor. How she looks then. But it's it's burning. It's in the flames. It's being, being burnt. And It's interesting to know what someone looks like after they've eaten a rat, which is... Uh... Oh, wait, no, she wouldn't have eaten a rat at that point. No, 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 no. <laughs> But they make a point that, you know, that, like, if you're part of the future gang, you know, <laughs> open up, you gotta all play a rat Wait, scene. hold so. on. Has Sarah Connor eaten a rat, or are you talking Battlefield Earth to me at this point? Oh, no, it was, I was talking about the, the future people, where, where they flash oh, okay. forward to. Are they eating rats? They were scoffing them by the fucking right. cartload, mate. They couldn't, get, they couldn't get enough of them. Like, there's two wars going on here. There's the war of the machines and the humans, and the, the humans the against the remaining delicious rats that they can't get enough uh, of that yee-haw taste. Arnie's in, like, a cabin or a room or something, and the landlord's knocking on the thing like, fucking stinks in there, mate. Stick Wash it. your teeth! You got, you got a dead cat in there? No, it is just my, my breath, my bad breath. Oh, it's cover as well, is what it is for dead bodies. Bodies. That's good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good point, actually. You can just breathe all over a dead body and people won't be able to smell it. It's like that new upgrade they've added in the new Hitman game where you can cut a wicked, dirty fart and you're like, no, it's not dead. It's just me doing a fucking banger there, mate. Sorry about that. Confuse the guards by just huh? gutting every time you kill someone. Yeah, I like that Arnie's computer brain has, like, predetermined responses in a list like an rpg that you select yes. from but he it's not oh he goes for the rogue option doesn't he sam fuck you asshole oh you got red points oh. he got red points janitor will remember this 
Carl, you know he won't. The company will go out of business before you make him. Uh, Carl and Sarah, they're shacked up in a motel. Carl's gone out for supplies, giving Sarah a gun. I had the same experience as Sarah here, where she's like, oh, mothballs, what are these for? And he's like, oh, I'm making bombs. And I genuinely wanted to know what they're for. Are they food? Mothballs? For moths. Because, yeah, I always thought that they weren't. I always thought it was, like, a, another word for, like, you know, dust bunny is a word that I used to hear a lot on Nickelodeon. Right. Dust bunnies, dust they talk bunnies. about in Rugrats. But mothballs. And I remember as well, when the Bart Simpson was doing mm. the Bart Man, he would said like, oh, they're going to fucking throw me out of school because I put mothballs in the beef stew. And I thought, oh, all right, he's obviously put something inedible in there. And is they're it eating it. And poison? Like, mothballs. Moth moth. Is it poison a moth? Because if it turns out that it's like something that's edible, then Bart Simpson just added an edible arrangement into the beef stew. I'm all for adding things into your stew. I don't stew. think it's like meatballs, but moth. I think it's more to get rid of the moths. You know what? Yeah. I'm just going to say it right now because it, we used to be like, no, never Google anything during a podcast. Yeah. Now, now we do it all the time. I What's feel like a mothball? We have to have some sort of like a, a sound effect to signify that we've gained knowledge from the internet. Let's see what a mothball is. Ah, they are small balls of chemical pesticide and deodorant. <laughs> I was thinking of matzo balls. Matzo balls? Matzo. Matzo. No, no, you're thinking of mozzarella. Matzo balls. What's a matzo ball? Matzo ball is a Jewish soup dumpling made from, oh, chicken fat. I'm going to do that. Oh, okay. I am I am hungry now. I'm sorry, mate. I've got my schmaltz. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm going to talk about it. Uh, so now we learned all about that. Bart Simpson, go to jail. He put pesticide in the bee because I killed my whole family. <laughs> Everybody, go oh, do the Bartman. Fucking kill your family, do the Bartman, huh? Bart Simpson, criminal should be punished yeah now let's get back into this film sarah she's on the phone to her mum but uh, and like oh here's the hotel i'm at here's the fucking number it's not her mum it's only alistair mcgowan and his big impression again oh, doing a, oh it's indistinguishable has that happened to you since the pandemic started you've been mcgowan's you've taught you're ringing up home checking in and she was only himself he's bored in lockdown he's ringing up people and just doing impressions to, to trick him bloody menace um, he needs to be stopped terrible but no her mum's been killed by arnie and he can now imper he can only impersonate people he's killed right i don't think that's a rule is it is that no i think it is i think he he, he kills them and he takes their voice which Jesus, again that's real don't say that to a podcaster now again that's what rory bremner us. He, he goes oh no! Ah, Jesus! He'll just do this fucking thing on his own. I think he has to kill people to get their voice. I think that's very spiritual. Mm. Isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you take the voice once you've killed the person. Yeah, it is. Yeah, for a computer um, that is. And yeah, then we get some nice romantic pipe bomb making. And then some nice romantic Sarah trying to get Kyle to talk about girls, the, the women Piano in your theme. time. What? What were they like? Oh, were any of them your girlfriends? Oh. They were good fighters. No, mate, that's not that's not quite what I meant, is it? No, they were good at fighting, and I, I don't like them. I've never, never touched them. She starts playing the Terminator theme on piano to kind of get him in. Come on. Na, 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 na. And then he does a proper kind of neutral milk hotel, I travel through time because I'm in love with you type thing. It's very, a bit creepy, but it, uh, hey, it works because he says, I love you, I always have. It's very easy to cast stones at a time-traveling romanticist when you don't have access to that technology. Like, I'm just saying, Sam, yeah. right? If it was genuine 
genuinely available that you could travel back in time. You know, don't throw stones. You no, never right. know. I, yeah, we, yeah. we don't know what we'd be like with that technology. Like, he's got that I photo. I have travelled through time to remind myself to take in the bins. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he's had that photo Sarah Connor he knows that she's the mother of John Connor who's his like leader of the resistance okay and he's got this photo he's in love with her he's travelled back in time to get her and when they kiss when she kisses him after all that faff he must be fucking buzzing he must be like I, you know what? I didn't expect it to go this well. This is wonderful. Imagine oh, that. Come on. All that. No, there's no, no, none of that here. Because here he is going, oh, no, is it going to go well or not? What will I do? If I'll just fucking travel back in time again, won't I? Once more, into the breach. Go on, have another go at it, you freak. Uh, like, how many times has he tried this already? That's all I'm saying. Sex scene with very romantic piano going on here. And then immediate cut to Arnold Schwarzenegger on a bike, just in case we were feeling too happy about, you know, love and love making. We get Arnie on a on a bike. He's on a bike now. Not a and push like, bike. You kind of started the movie with chases and you punctuated the middle of the movie with chases and we're coming mm. into our final act now, which has got more chases. Chases? But this one has got shotguns and pipe bombs. So yeah. they've got more weapons now. And it's oh, fucking it's good. I love the stupidity of throwing a pipe bomb driving a million miles an hour against a moving small target. I yeah. love it. I love the big booms and blams. Booms, blams, they're knocking him down. He's the big chases. He's the all lumpy looking as well. Like, you know, he's taking yeah. a few knocks now. His face looks like it's been kind of pulled back on his head a bit. Oh, good prosthetics work here. Let yeah. me tell you. Very good. Their car fucking flips over. Sarah Connor does the exact same scream twice in a row. It's great. Arnie gets run over by i mean a big truck i mean i'm in a lorry i'm in a big truck here kills the driver he's still alive gets in i believe that was uh what they call in the business an articulated lorry sam right yeah very chatty very good with its words that <laughs> lorry <laughs> There was one time when I was in primary school and there were these two kids really passionately explaining the difference between a truck and a lorry. And I, mm. like a fucking Philistine, laughed and didn't pay attention. And now I really want to know. There, yeah. that's why I'm travelling back in time, to find that out. <laughs> to go back and learn the difference between a truck and a lorry. He gets hit by summer. He's got his weird eye and everything. And now we've got the Terminator in a lorry. Slash truck. But I think it's a lorry. It's a big lorry. And he's lit from below. It's fucking yeah. horrible looking. He's got Scary. a big glowing computer eye that's bulging out of his face. It's fucking terrifying. He is very yeah. scary. In spite of it being Arnold Schwarzenegger and filling you with hope about democracy, he's still terrifying. And it looks like a petrol tank or something, the lorry that he's in as well. Which, because, right, Kyle, he manages to lob a fucking pipe bomb into the exhaust. All very exciting. Big explosion. And at that point, I'm thinking, there goes the Terminator. Surely. Surely, mate. He's he's done. He, he's done. But no, he gets out, but then falls over, burnt to a crisp. And as we, as we know from last time, way to kill a Terminator. Get it hot. Melt it. So he's done for, right? End of discussion. There's no way that there's special Terminator effects by anyone in this movie. No, credits roll, we're done here. And then the credits roll, and then you get the special Terminator effects, and it, like, rolls a bag, like... And it's kind of like, you know, a little arrow pointing at us. Yeah. Did, did you, you, you forget you something? Forgot? <laughs> oh? oh, we did it, Kyle. No, you fucking didn't. There's a big stop-motion metal skeleton Arnie coming towards you. Uh, now right. tell me about it, Sam. Tell me about this... Okay. 
okay. jarring. You blink it, you miss it because the shots you get of them are usually less than a second. <sighs> this is particularly jarring because really? we. We, we flick back and forward between some stop-motion shots, some bits where they're literally just, it must be some bloke just moving like a, a, a leg around for close-up shots. The wider shots are stop-motion. But we change the frame rate depending on what we're seeing. So when it's stop-motion, it's, it's a lower frame rate because that's easier and less time-consuming to animate than the footage that they're filming, which is and whatever that is. I genuinely did not notice that. What, did you not? Did it, you know how the, the, the stop-motion looks jumpy i just thought it looks weird because it's stop motion well, yeah. it's a frame rate i didn't well that's what stop motion is it's like a lower frame well it can be higher frame rate anyway the fact that they go between the different frame rates right is what threw me off, especially when there is actual live footage of humans moving around in that lower frame rate as we get a little bit of when they're <laughs> I, look it's I kind just of feel jarring like you're trying to explain motion sickness and i'm here like you know on a boat the captain going what do you mean the boat goes up and down like <laughs> Look, as far as special Terminator Salt effects go, water? What? these effects are good. I don't like stop motion, and it is creepy, but this is meant to be creepy, and I'm meant to be freaked out here. So it did perturb. It took me out of it a bit, the fact that you know it's very clearly stop motion, but it's good. It is good. I can't deny the artistry of it. That it is good. Yeah. They're hiding in a factory thing, I think. And Kyle's turning on all the machines and robots to, to confuse the Terminator, which works. Don't bring all his mates to the party, you fucking idiot. Do you think he's a bit... Is he, like, turned on? Or... Confu- like, what? what's his reaction seeing other machines? I don't know. It'd be like if a dog came into a room full of other dogs making dog noises. Uh, hey! Or, 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 like, kind of Bark, bark, or- bark, and what have you. All that, yeah, yeah, usual, yeah. you know. I mean, Kyle just straight up smacking the Terminator in the head with a pipe. And the music increasing by a note each time. Kind of... Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> Again, something something satisfying about hitting a robot in the head with a pipe. Just a boom, boom, boom. I want to do it. I want to do it. You know, it got a good clong. That noise, a boom. It's very, very satisfying. Good clong. Kyle, he's still got some pipe bombs. Slips one into the Terminator's like ribs or something or hip. Blows him the fuck up, and Kyle's dead. Kyle's it gone. Looks like the end of the Terminator, Sam. <sighs> yeah. The special effect, we've seen it. The yeah, special, effect, special Terminator effect, you've seen it there. That's the end of it now. Roll wait, those credits. Oh, roll, uh, wait a minute, there's an uh, S? Are you kidding me? There's more than one? He's still not dead. He's crawling after Sarah, who's been injured by this blast. So it's really, they're both kind of crawling to try and get away from each other. He's got his hand around her neck. Oh, all the... All that stuff when the oh. grabbing is good. Whoa, no. Very tense. I wouldn't be as scary if it was just a straight up regular skeleton. Because I think skeletons are underrated in their scariness. Hmm. No, because you just think, oh, it's a dusty old skeleton. I'm going to, like, <laughs> if you see a skeleton in a biology classroom, you can't help but bully it a little. Yeah. Hey, nah, fuck you, you prick. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> but if Dead it's metal. Bones, bones can fuck off. Hey. <laughs> This metal is a different story. Yeah, don't push him around. She's lured him into a hydraulic press, and she presses the button. You're terminated, fucker. Smushed. I like that it's slow. Mm. And I do 
love. I know I was making fun earlier about like you know boutique YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah. But I do love any video of uh, hydraulic press. Oh, stuff smushing to it. There was one I I used to put it on all the time when I was a teacher to you know uh, to to form classes and stuff. I'd be like, do you want to see like a hundred cans of coconut milk in a hydraulic press? <laughs> Fucking great Christmas yeah. Day, Christmas Day. Like, seriously, <laughs> yeah, it's very satisfying. And yeah, he is terminated. He's he's gone. That's it. That's him done. It's over. And we get a little bit of a ending thing here. Sarah's now driving around in I think Mexico. She's pregnant. Oh. She, remember, she had intimate times with Kyle, making some tapes about the future for this boy, for this Johnling, this John boy. She's confused about what to tell him because of, like, all the time travel paradoxes. She's like, if I tell you about your dad, will you send... Will he then be sent back to come and do the... And But she's just like, ah, this is real confusing, isn't it? I don't know what to say. It doesn't bode um, well when they're saying that at the end of movie one, though, is it? No. I've not seen Dark Fate. I don't want to... <laughs> you know, speculate about the nature of the franchise at the moment, but I figured that the story was getting a little bit complex at points. Dark fate, dark room, unnecessary because there's a kid here with a Polaroid camera which develops instantly. Hey, come on now. He's taking a photo of her. There we go. And it's the photo that Kyle had that was burnt in the thing. It's the future photo. We've now got it in now time. The boy's like, there's a storm coming in. And she says, "I, I know. Off she goes into into her future. You know what? Good time had with that. Yeah, blast. Thank you. I watched it so recently, I thought, nah, it's not going to do it for me. Still got me by the tender hooks. And I can't believe that it took us this long to get around to Terminator because it sounds like you had a very good time indeed, I had a really Sam. good time. I had a really good time. Particularly fond of the soundtrack. Mm, um, yeah. Arnie, I, you know what? Arnie is scary. I found some of his stuff funny. Is he showing you he's got more range from watching this? I think so, in terms of, you know, robotic performances, as far as that goes. He's good at them. Range is probably not a good word. Uses is better. Yes. But multi-purpose is is Arnie. Yeah, scary. Quite. This is a bit more brutal than I thought it was going to be. It's not set in some dusty apocalyptic future, which I thought it was going to be. It was more fun. It's more 80s. Great music. Great music. I I won't stop talking about the music. Sarah Connor's great. Carl Reese is a character I really enjoyed. I can't remember you saying much about music from the Terminator 2 episode. Did it come well, up? I think it probably did come up. And I, I remember it being good, but it was very different to this. Is, yeah, this is way fucking more my speed, though. I love this yeah, plinky yeah, plonky yeah. stuff. This kind of plinky plonky bleepy bloopy. Yeah, that's my jam. Hey, anyone knows any music like that? Send it to Kevin. Send it, send it to me. me. And Sam. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of stuff that I didn't like about this. And I'm coming up pretty empty. I had a good, fun time. It does pretty well as in terms of, you know, we've moved a lot of movies we've reviewed since then have, you know, probably fallen at the hurdle of having any women in it. I think Sarah Connor, probably it's helped a lot by the character she becomes in the second movie. Yes, I have but, the context of who she becomes. Yeah, I think, think there's about. a little bit of an extra helping hand here mm. from a later day, I guess, you know, the future and all that. But, oh boy, I love Sarah. Sarah Connor's a great fucking protagonist. I love her. I mean, that's the one thing that tempted me about that no doubt awful new Terminator movies that she's back mm. in so I think she's really really fucking good but yeah I mean it, the thing I was most interested to know about it 
other than you know if it spooked you or anything like that yeah. was does it make you go oh the terminator lord the story of the future and this links into that and what <sighs> happens next and time travel baby yeah kind of because i like time travel-y bullshit you know i watched seasons four onwards of lost i i love a bit of time travel the idea that there's a flashback which is a flash forward which is uh i like all that stuff so i am curious as to terminator lore but i know there are some some stinkers later on in the franchise I mean, are I we gonna we... do a, a, a terminator swill yeah oh baby yeah. yes so... please no no! <laughs> <laughs> we are going to be digging back into this world. Yeah, I'm, I'm really struggling to think of what I didn't like. Did you like this more or less than the other movie? Because I will say, often comes up on this podcast, but it's worth yeah. saying. Because many a drunken, you know, we're talking already about, oh, the joy of coming back home. And many of those nights of coming back home with friends and otherwise are like, hey, let's watch a movie. Yeah! Mm. Terminator 2! Yeah! I don't yeah. remember it being this long. Oh, this movie's a lean hundo oh, minutes. Oh, yes. This is a short, short guy. Uh, this one yeah and you get and i know i said horror but i think i undersold just how much goddamn fist pump and actions in this Fucking goddamn action oh, in this. Yeah. yes please yeah. better or worse than terminator 2 it's hard to say it has been so long since i have seen terminator 2 but you gave terminator 2 a perfect score didn't you i did and i i listened to myself be very giddy about it both of us be very giddy about it at the time i had a, a blast but like, i feel a similar giddiness now yeah, oh, this has been giddy as fuck like i feel a similar <laughs> excitement now I had a good time watching this. And I can't Look, think we're, of we're in January, yeah. at the, at, which yeah. is typically a month that people struggle with, generally. Mm. And it's not known as the happiest of months. No. And we're in a time period where you never know when it could be, but times are a bit tough at the moment. And yeah. to, for a movie to tickle you and make you giddy, that says a lot, right? I needed something like this. Yeah, you know? it's a yeah, good start good, the year. Good start to a, another year of swell. Yeah, how did... I think I know what's coming here. I just, you know, I think I know what's happening. Hit me. Hit me with a question. Sam, how many star wipes do you give the Terminator? I give the Terminator five star wipes. Oh, you heard it here first. Thanks for listening to another episode of Cinema Swirl. This episode was produced by Kevin, edited by me, Sam, and hey, I also did the music. If you're after more Swirl content or you want to support the show, or better yet, both, patreon.com forward slash cinemaswirl is the place to go. On the socials, we are at cinemaswirl on Twitter, and our Facebook is facebook.com forward slash cinemaswirl, which is also where our votes for episodes take place. If you've got anything for the mailbag, then send it on over to cinemaswirl at gmail.com that's cinemaswirl at gmail.com please do keep recommending the show to your friends leaving reviews on whatever podcast thing you use it all helps us out thank you so much all right see you next time Cinemas. <laughs> 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 <laughs>